miss it. I think we're all set. Oh, you're here. We're ready for kickoff. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, Crystal, why don't you, if you have to do anything with the computer people before we go, otherwise I'll start the meeting. We are all set. I already started the recording, so good to go whenever you are. Okay, that's great. Then here, here we go. I apologize for the uh, difficulties and hope I stay uh, in your presence for the rest of this hearing. And we're going to call to order the uh, uh, the hearing um, the date of January 4th. This is a seven o'clock hearing and it, it's on the, uh, it's an appeal brought uh, by uh, uh, Mr. Joe Henning and Mr. Rowe. Um, Pursuant to chapter 40A, section 8 of the bylaws, um, they sent a copy, they sent a request for a zoning enforcement to the building commissioner uh, on September 28, 2002, alleging that Day Nursery was continuing to operate a large scale commercial landscaping and construction and firewood distribution business on the property uh, without, uh, uh, without a permit. Um, the building commissioner did not. Uh, act uh, on Mr. Mr. Dunn's uh, letter, uh, and uh, therefore Mr. Dunn has brought this appeal on behalf of, of Mr. Rowe and Mr. Uh, Joe Henning. Um, my name is John Leonard. I'm chairman of the Board of Appeals, and uh, with me this evening are board members Jeffrey Mullen and uh, and Ted Daber. Um, we will have as uh, record evidence at this hearing. Uh, the application, which was filed by attorney uh, Matthew Dunn of Boston, Massachusetts, dated uh, November 2nd, 2022, and attached to uh, that application is a uh, September 28, 2022 letter uh, of um, uh, attorney Dunn to Mr. Prundack, uh, alleging what he believes to be uh, um, impermissible activities by Thea, Mer Thea Nursery Corporation. Uh, on the on the site, um, we also will have as evidence at the hearing a January third, uh, two thousand twenty three letter of Mr. Dunn uh, to the Board of Appeals, uh, setting forth the substance of what he believes uh, the uh, evidence will show at this uh, particular hearing, and that Bay uh, Nursery is not entitled to be operating a um, commercial activity on the property uh, in, in the nature um, of a commercial landscaping business. Um, Mr. Dunn also filed with the Board of Appeals a letter of January 4th uh, 2023, which I think is today, setting forth a series of exhibits that he uh, has uh, filed with the uh, Board of Appeals in support of this application. Um, the exhibits were, were sent um, in, into a, a, a basically a lockbox type of uh, uh, system. Uh, let me ask you, Crystal, have these uh, exhibits been put on the website? as of the present time? They have, the ones from today have not yet, no. Yeah, and that, that was my concern because unfortunately, um, uh, while these exhibits, I guess, have been filed with the board, 
in order to access them, you have to go into the lockbox. And you know, we usually publish all of these exhibits on our um, computer system. Uh, so they're easy for uh, members of the public to see. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure any member of the public would have access to these documents at the uh, at the present time, and uh, that's a a matter of uh, uh, concern. And we can discuss that as we go along in the hearing. Um, we also will have it evidence at this particular hearing uh, the decision on cross motions for summary judgment in the land court in the case of Mr. Joe Henning and Mr. Rowe against the Milton Planning Board. Uh, that uh, decision is a decision of the uh, Massachusetts Land Court, uh, Judge Diana Rubin, uh, and it's dated August 10th, 2022. And I think that probably should be on our website. Um, and we also have a uh, an appeals court decision in case number 19P1224, a memorandum in order um, dealing with the appeal of Mr. Joe Henning and Mr. Rowe um, of the Land Court action. And that is uh, dated uh, August 21, 2020. Crystal, do we know whether the, uh, uh, the decision of the Land Court and the uh, Appeals Court memorandum, has that been placed on file at the uh, uh, on our computer system? I'm unsure. Those are a little bit older, though, those documents, correct? Yes, they are. Yes. Yeah, they are. so they, they should already be on there. It's just the ones that I just received within the past 24 hours that okay. are not. Now, that that's, we'll do the best we can and see how we uh, uh, proceed here. Uh, as I indicated, uh, Matthew Dunn is representing the applicants. Uh, uh, Mrs. Marion McGetrick uh, is also present uh, this evening. And uh, uh, Marion, just for the sake of the record, uh, whom are you representing at this particular hearing? I'm representing Josh and Maggie Oldfield. Okay. Are you representing uh, Thayer Nursery Corporation? I, as yeah, as a, I guess so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. So you're <laughs> we really disgusted per se. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and we also have present uh, Attorney Kevin Freitag. Um, uh, representing the uh, the town of Milton, and I see Mr. Prondack there, uh, our building commissioner. So um, I, I think that's probably a fair explanation of uh, where we are. Um, so I guess I'll ask uh, uh, Mr. Dunn, uh, uh, do you want to make an opening statement, or are you just pre prepared to proceed and present your case? Um, I'd like to make an opening statement. Uh, it's good to see you again, Mr. Leonard. Good to um, see you as well. It's, it's been a while. It's, it's good to see the members of the of the board and, and uh, Ms. McGetrick. Um, just to, to clarify a few points here, uh, Mr. Leonard, um, the, the zoning enforcement request was submitted back on September 28th. Um, it looks like uh, Mr. Prondack's response in our appeal may have crossed in the mail. Uh, he did file a response. Um, I didn't get it by the time we filed the appeal, but it was provided to us and it was dated um, uh, October 31st. Um, I'm not sure if um, uh, if the board has a copy of that. I, I personally do not have it. Uh, Jeff Mullins, do you have a copy of the uh... 
Joe's decision of October 31st? I do not. And uh, Mr. Daver? You're on mute. Ted, you muted. Ted, do you have a copy of Mr. Prondek's uh, letter decision on October 31st? Yes, I believe I do. Okay. Well, um, someone sent it to me. I can't. It obviously wasn't you. Maybe it was Crystal. Okay. Well, um, I assume that uh, Mr. Dunn, I assume Mr. Prondek's uh, letter was fairly short and succinct. Yeah, it gets us to the same place, um, okay. which was um, his decision not to enforce, uh, bring an enforcement action as against Thayer, which, you know, brings us here anyways. So, um, you know, I, I, it's it's helpful to understand Mr. Prondack's rationale, um, but at the end of the day, uh, it's still a decision that would we would have appealed nonetheless. So whether it's a constructive denial or an actual denial, uh, it's still a denial, and um, you know we're ready to proceed with the appeal for this. Okay, then, then that's that's great. Why don't you uh, continue with your opening statement or start your evidence? Which yeah, you? so just to bring everybody up to speed, and I know that this has been um, an issue before the board and, and before the town as a whole for for quite some time. Um, it's been the subject of a couple of different lawsuits over probably the last nine years. Um, and where we are at this point is there was a, a, a bylaw amendment, and I believe it was in 2014, that provided for uh, a special permit uh, to certain eligible applicants to operate landscaping businesses in residential zones. Yep. And that was passed by, by town meeting. Uh, it was approved by the attorney general. It was challenged by my clients in court and, and ultimately found to be valid. Um, in response, their nursery corporation, Maggie Oldfield and Josh Oldfield um, applied for a special permit um, to, under that bylaw amendment to operate a landscaping business in a residence A and a residence AA zone um, where their nursery is operated. Um, that was originally granted in 2016. Uh, the decision was challenged by my clients uh, in the land court. Um, the special permit was uh, to all three of the applicants was originally affirmed. And that decision was uh, appealed to the Massachusetts Appeals Court. Um, in the appeals court action in the 2006 special permit, which lasted for, it had a duration of three years, that special permit. Uh, the appeals court ultimately found that that Josh and Maggie Oldfield individually were eligible for a special permit under this bylaw amendment, but that th the Thayer Nursery Corporation was not. Um, fast forward into 2009, because there was a um, an expiration date on the original permit, uh, those same three applicants applied uh, to renew the special permit that was granted by the planning board. That decision was challenged uh, by my clients. Um, in response to that, and, and during the pendency of the litigation, the appeals court decision came down with regards to finding their nursery corporation ineligible. And ultimately, in the 2009, 2019 lawsuit, uh, Judge Rubin, the land court, again found that, that Josh and Maggie Oldfield individually 
were eligible for a special permit to operate a landscaping business in this residence A and AA district, but that based on the, the appeals court decision that the Thayer Nursery Corporation was not. And so that decision came down in August of 2022. Uh, it was not appealed, so it's it's now a final judgment. And so what you have left is you have Josh and Maggie Oldfield individually being eligible to operate a landscaping business uh, on the site and their nursery corporation being ineligible to operate uh, a landscaping business or any other commercial venture on the site based on the appeals court and land court decisions that they were ineligible for a special permit, which is what's required to operate those commercial ventures in the residence A and residence AA districts. And so it came to our attention that their nursery corporation was continuing to operate these commercial ventures um, in the uh, in the res in these residential zones, um, despite the fact that it was ineligible for the special permit. That is what prompted the zoning enforcement request uh, to Mr. Prondack. Um, and again, Mr. Prondack ultimately did. Uh, it looks like he 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 spoke to to Miss Oldfield and 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 Josh Oldfield. Um, and ultimately came down with the decision not to uh, bring an enforcement action against them. That is the subject uh, of this appeal. And the, the appeal is, is, it really boils down to this. You're probably going to hear an argument that um, Josh and Maggie opera, are operators of the business on that property. And the evidence that was presented uh, to the board today through that Dropbox link, which I, I understand has not been uh, uploaded to the uh, the town of Milton website, and I apologize for getting that information out, um, you know, on the day of the hearing, but it took some time to assemble. But what you're going to see is is really what's happening uh, on this site, which is as follows: Maggie and Josh Oldfield are the officers, directors, and directors of the Thayer Nursery Corporation. It's the Thayer Nursery Corporation that operates the commercial businesses in the Residence A and Residence AA district. So what I suspect you're going to hear is an argument that sidesteps the fact that Thayer Nursery Corporation is the actual entity that is operating the business on the Thayer Nursery site. And you're gonna hear that that's Maggie and Josh. But again, Maggie and Josh are agents for Thayer Nursery Corporation. And it is Thayer Nursery Corporation that is operating the business in the residential zone. And it is Thayer Nursery Corporation that both the appeals court and the land court said was ineligible for a special permit which is the only way that these commercial ventures can operate in those residential zones for the special permit. So the actual entity that's running the business is precluded by the appeals court and the land court from running the business in that location. Now, if, if Josh and Maggie Oldfield wanted to run that business in their individual capacity, both the appeals court and the land court have indicated that they could do that. But that's not what's happening. And the, the documentation that's been presented um, in, in, the, um, in the submission of today indicates, it gives the, the, um, the board some pretty clear evidence that 
Fair Nursery Corporation actually leases the Fair Nursery site. Fair Nursery Corporation, as indicated by records on the uh, with the Massachusetts Secretary of State, has its principal place of business on the Fair Nursery site. I'm sorry, can I ask you one question, Matt? That sure. One, you, yeah. you say Thayer Corporation leases the site. My question to you is, to whom does that lease run? To the individual old fields. It actually runs to, if you just give me one moment, I can tell you. Uh, Margaret Oldfield and the Oldfield Family Trust have an Agristar lease for 270 Hillside Street, 0 and 24 Far Street in Milton, Massachusetts in favor of the Thayer Nursery Corporation. So Thayer Nursery Corporation controls the site. Thayer Nursery Corporation operates the business on that site as is represented to the Massachusetts Secretary of State's office. It's represented, it's attested to by both Josh and Maggie Oldfield in the affidavits that, that I submitted as exhibits two and three. Well, I'm sorry. The, the leases is exhibit one. The corporate filings that go back to 20, 2002 that long predate the 2013 eligibility um, requirement indicate that Fair Nursery Corporation has, has been the entity doing business at 270 Hillside. Uh, exhibit three is an affidavit from Josh Oldfield dated June 22nd, 2016, in which he indicates that Fair Nursery Corporation is operating on that site and that he is the president of that corporation. Same thing with the affidavit of Mac Margaret Oldfield dated June 23rd, 2016. That's exhibit four. Um, there's been representations to um, in the 2000 by by Maggie on behalf of the Thayer Nursery Corporation in the 2010 Agricultural Composting Registration Annual Report that the operator on the um, 270 Hillside and Forest Street is the Thayer Nursery Corporation. That same representation is made in 2011, 2012, and 2013 on the Agricultural Composting Registration Annual Report submitted by Thayer Nursery Corporation. There's a representation that Thayer Nursery Corporation operates on that site in a workers' compensation and insurance affidavit submitted by Josh Oldfield as president of the Thayer Nursery Corporation dated June, January 30th, 2006. So this has been some time. And then there are numerous representations, and, and this is why I submitted it, that, that explain the operation and the structure of the Thayer Nursery Corporation and the business um, that are made by Margaret Oldfield, Maggie Oldfield, in her deposition transcript um, that's submitted as exhibit number 10. Now, on top of all that, Mr. Prondack has the ability, per the terms of the uh, bylaw amendment that makes, um, that provides for the eligibility of a special permit to qualified applicants, the right to go and inspect the records of, um, of Fair Nursery Corporation. And I believe that there's a, an annual requirement to do that. I haven't seen any indication that that's ever been done. But if it, if it was done, uh, I think there's got to be some clear evidence to Mr. Prondack that it's their nursery corporation that's running their nursery in the residence A and AA districts. 
And so to sort of, again, to, to boil this all down, you have a, a, you need a special permit to operate these commercial ventures in the residence A and resident, residential double A district. Their nursery corporation does not have that special permit. Their nursery corporation is operating commercial ventures in the residence A and residence double A district. Maggie and Josh Oldfield are not their nursery corporation. Maggie and Josh Oldfield are not the operators of the business of the of the landscaping business on that property. Maggie and Josh Oldfield are the operators in the form of directors, officers, and employees of the Fair Nursery Corporation. And the Fair Nursery Corporation is ineligible to operate those commercial ventures in the residence double A district. So I know that it's got a, a very long history and it can be somewhat confusing, but if you if you if you if you follow um, the decisions um, of the uh, of the appeals court and of the land court, and it's particularly the most recent decision of August of 2022 from Judge Rubin uh, that affirmed the appeals court decision that their nursery corporation was ineligible for the special permit and understand that the special permit is what's required in order to operate the commercial ventures on the site, um, then the evidence that's presented is, is somewhat overwhelming in that it is this entity that is operating the business and it is not Maggie and Josh that are running the business. Maggie and Josh are running the corporation that runs the business. So th that's, uh, that's our argument in a nutshell. I'm happy to field any questions or, um, you know, or yield the floor to, uh, to Ms. McGetrick or to any board member uh, that'd like to take over, but that's where we're coming from. That's what the, that's a summary of what the documents that, that I submitted to the board reflect and would ask that respectfully, and I, and I understand Mr. Prondack's position completely. Um, I respectfully ask that uh, the board uh, overturn his decision um, and direct uh, an enforcement action as against the Thayer Nursery Corporation. Thank you. Let me, let me ask you this question, Matt, if I could. Um, what if uh, Maggie and Josh Oldfield uh, formed an LLC or, or some other corporate entity uh, located uh, on the subject properties um, and accounted for their uh, landscaping business um, as, a, as a separate entity? Would that cure all of the problems here? No, because the limited liability company itself would have to apply for the special permit under the bylaw amendment, and they would not be eligible for that because one of the requirements under the bylaw amendment is that you have to hold rights in a special permit um, prior to 2013. Right, but, so, Josh, but don't uh, Josh and uh, Maggie uh, qualify under that particular standard? Josh and Maggie individually do, and, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, because, but they don't have a, they don't have a right to operate uh, under a corporate structure as as part of their business uh, uh, operations. They're not operating under a corporate structure. The the corporation is operating the business. 
and that's what all the documents that you that you're going to review. But doesn't the uh, the decision that uh, Judge uh, Rubin filed uh, in the, indicate that uh, individuals, while eligible for a special permit, still can operate uh, uh, under the under the I'll say the guys. I don't mean it in a in nefarious sense. Under the blanket, under the penumbra uh, of a corporation, uh, they're not required to specifically be um, individual and personally liable as an individual uh, in order to qualify for a special permit. Is, is that fair? I, I don't think that that's correct. I think that there's there's stacks of case law that I indicate that a, a corporation is a separate and distinct legal entity than to, from the owners. And so I think that there is some confusion with regards to missing the middle piece of what is actually transpiring here. So yeah. was, that, was that confusion, Judge Rubin's confusion and not appealed from or not clarified in any of the subsequent decisions? Well, I think it's been an issue that's that hasn't been been addressed directly in in by the appeals court, and maybe they're going to get an opportunity in the land court. Maybe they're going to get an opportunity to do that, you know, as a result of this action. But um, you know, I think that the the fact that that an argument that that Josh and Maggie can use their individual rights in a special permit that is only transferable to them through language from this board from a 1967 and 1987 special permit that specifically limited the transferability of the special permit rights to these particular individuals to be able to, to say that they can use those individual rights and transfer them to a corporate form to operate to a corporation to be able to operate the corporation on the business i think that's nonsensical to be perfectly blunt because <laughs> Did, didn't judge I have Judge Rubin's opinion in front of me and on on page 19 she notes that uh, the appeals court in Joe Henning number two uh, found that the special permit did not specifically prohibit the oldfield parents from creating or engaging a corporate entity to facilitate or assist them in operating the nursery Likewise, Josh and Maggie were not prohibited from using Thea Nursery to facilitate and assist them in operating the nursery. Doesn't doesn't she there say they, they can do just what you're saying they can't do? See, I, I, I disagree. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying whether she's right or not, but that's that that's the essence of her finding here. Well, I think that that that, that fails to account for the fact that, that you have the creation of this bylaw amendment that created this eligibility requirement. This is this is something that Mr. Joenning had no part in, Mr. Rowe had no part in, creating this bylaw amendment that basically now controls who can operate uh, a landscaping business in a residential zone. And it has certain requirements. And one of those requirements that didn't exist in 1967 and didn't exist in 1987 is that you had to hold rights in a special permit. And so if Josh and Maggie could operate their nursery prior to 2013 uh, under the under a corporate form, 
that that changed on the passage of this 2014 bylaw amendment. And so now you have now you have the bylaw amendment and now you have the eligibility requirements and you have the specific language in the in the the special permits from 67 and 87 saying that you can't transfer these things to this corporate entity. And well, that's Matt, don't you have the appeals court specifically finding on page nine of its opinion that the, that the judge, that the, the, the land court judge, re rejected an argument that the Oldfield children have not personally operated the landscaping business. The judge reasoned in part that the plaintiffs do not explain why Thayer Nursery would not be entitled to operate through the Oldfield children as it had been under the Oldfield parents since 1967. And the, I, when I read this, and I'm not as skilled in, in these issues as, as you are, it seemed to me that they were, that the appeals court was affirming uh, exactly what the, uh, the, the Oldfields uh, are doing under this situation. Isn't that true or is it, I'm, I'm missing something? Well, I, I think oh, that we they, just have a disagreement on the law that you want to take up to uh, to the appeals court or the yeah SP. no I, I, I respectfully I disagree with that reading because I think that there's people are people are confusing the fair nursery business with fair nursery corporation right mm -hmm. so the the and this isn't really in dispute right you have um, Mr. and Mrs. Oldfield, Josh and Maggie's parents, were operating a business, DBA Thayer Nursery, okay? And, and, and Maggie and Josh took, took over, did not take over that business. Maggie and Josh created Thayer Nursery Corporation to take over the Thayer Nursery business. And so while Maggie and Josh could do business as Thayer Nursery, the Thayer Nursery Corporation cannot do business as Thayer Nursery on that site because they don't have the rights in the special permit. They don't meet the eligibility requirements uh, under the bylaw amendment. So I do think that there, I think that there is, there's that causes confusion that this, the, the, the fact that the business and the entity that runs the business have the same name creates confusion. And it, it, it creates a misunderstanding as to what is actually transpiring here. And again, that is Maggie and Josh are not running Thayer Nursery. Maggie and Josh are running the Thayer Nursery Corporation that runs Thayer Nursery. And the Thayer Nursery Corporation is the entity that is ineligible for the special permit that's needed to run the business. So if Maggie and Josh want to disregard the Thayer Nursery Corporation and operate their nursery on that site in their individual capacities, then the, the appeals court and the land court said that you can do that. But under the, own, the town's own bylaw amendment, the appeals court and the land court found that the Thayer Nursery Corporation cannot. And that is the entity that's, that's operating the business on that site. I know okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my questions. It, it is a confusing situation. Why don't, why don't you continue with your comments and any... Well, additional presentation you want to make no well, well i think that that's it i mean as long as as long as the board can can understand the background here and how um this business is structured in light of the decisions from the 
appeals court and the land court, which are, granted, I, I get it that that's confusing, but at the end of the day, the end of the day, you have Maggie and Josh running the Thayer Nursery Corporation that runs Thayer Nursery in a residence A and residence AA district. And that it's that middle entity, the Thayer Nursery Corporation, that is ineligible for the special permit that's needed to run that business on the site. How do you, how do you uh, ascertain and prove whether Maggie and Josh are operating through operating their landscaping business through Thayer Nursery Corporation as opposed to the, the more generic Thayer Nursery name uh, which they're operating as uh, as individuals. It's in every one of the documents that I submitted to the to the board, and it, they're hi I highlighted the portion where there's representations made by Josh and Maggie that's the corporation that's that's operating on that property. And those representations are not only made through their own testimony and affidavits; they're also made through their sworn submissions to the Massachusetts Secretary of State's office and to a series of other uh, entities uh, of the Commonwealth. So. And I, I'm sure they're also on file with the records they're obligated to keep um, under the bylaw amendment that are accessible to, to Mr. Pondat. Okay. Uh, I, I appreciate that explanation. Let me see if uh, my fellow board members have any questions. Mr. Mullins, do you have any questions of... of One question. Uh, does the bylaw require that the entity that holds the permit also be the operator? Well, it's not an entity that, that holds, the, not an entity that holds a special permit. The, well, the, the person, or the person. The person. Does the, does, the, does, the, does the holder of the special permit need to also be the operator is my question under the bylaw. This whole, I think that that makes sense. I think that that's, Probably. I understand that you think it makes sense. My question is, is, does the bylaw require that? I would say that it does. I think that there's some ambiguity in the way that the bylaw is written on that point, um, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so it makes, I think, a, a, a clear-eyed reading of that bylaw amendment and its procedural history uh, would indicate that... Um, it would make little sense based on the the, the non-transferability provisions in the in the bylaw amendment itself um, that you could be eligible for a special permit and then be able to basically hand off your eligibility to some third party that wouldn't otherwise be eligible and then they can operate uh, the landscaping business on on the premises, which is actually precisely what is happening right now. You have uh, you have. Maggie and Josh being found eligible to operate uh, the, the business on the property, the landscaping business, not the corporation, and the corporation being found ineligible to operate the, the landscaping business. And so um, there's some conflation between um, uh, Thayer Nursery Corporation and the Thayer Nursery business at 270 Hillside. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ted, do you have any questions of Mr. Dunn? Uh, yeah, I have a few and a couple of uh, additions to what you said, uh, Mr. Chair. Um, 
the, the documents, and I haven't had a chance to go through all of them, uh, the, you know, that you were filed today, the exhibits that um, uh, I, I, there's a deposition transcript there too. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't, be, don't be sorry there, Ted. They were filed at 235. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. It's, right. Uh, okay. But I mean, were they, were they also, well, I guess, I guess what the deposition was taken in the land court case, I assume. They no? were taking as a, a separate superior court case. Okay. Between the same, between the same parties. Excuse me. Okay. Um, the, the ex, I mean, were the exhibits that, that you submitted, were they in evidence in the land court case? Yes. Okay. So the, in the, the land court, I think, found in there, uh, despite those exhibits, that there was insufficient evidence to establish that um, the old fields were not individually operating the business. That's that point was. I, I think I think that's what I may be inartfully saying it, but I think that, they, that point was that that point was never reached respectfully by the land court. What you had is well, you I, had, I, th I think there's language in there that basically. Uh, the basis of the land court decision from 2022 was basically a, a, a res judicata. Um, uh, Issue preclusion, yeah. Yeah, based on the fact Issue. that we were saying that the old fields, the individual old fields were ineligible for the special permit because their interest in that special permit, the 1967 and 1987 special permits had lapsed for non-use because it was right. their nursery corporation that was operating on the property, not Josh and Maggie. Right, and you submitted that evidence to show that it was the corporation that was operating. Right, but the and uh, they 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 said that it uh, there was insufficient evidence to establish that's, that's that. Not, no, no, I'm sorry. Respectfully, that's not what it says because what the point was that that was never that point was never reached. The point was never reached with regards to whether or not. Thayer Nursery Corporation was actually the entity that was running the business on the property. The, the, the Judge Rubin indicated that we couldn't even we couldn't even get to the substance of the argument because we were procedurally precluded from advancing it based on this 2016 case. Well, they they, they quoted uh, the land court did quote language from the appeals court decision. Um, Okay, this had to do with with an early with uh, the, the 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 one that was being appealed. Um, we discern no genuine issue of material fact on the lapse. The contention appears to be that Josh and Maggie did not commence substantial use of the 1987 amended special permit, uh, and the corporation was actually was actually constructing the business. But the plaintiff's cite us nothing in the summary judgment record supports this proposition well but there's also language in there that uh mr leonard cited some of the language it says one or more corporations may be formed to carry out the objectives and purposes of the persons controlling them uh that was a quote from the uh, appeals court opinion as well that i that i wanted to point out um 
I, I guess I also want to raise a uh, question or raise, I, I was looking at the uh, purpose, the purpose of the bylaw. Uh, let's see, one of the, uh, the bylaw amendment, I'm sorry, the, not the bylaw. Says the purpose of this subsection is to permit the ongoing operations of landscaping businesses, which were in operation on July 2012, and which existed on lots for each one of which a special permit. Um, so, permit the ongoing operations. Um, and, and, and as of July 2012, um, you know, it kind of troubles me. Um, I, I think the the corporation, according to you, and I, I guess according to what you've submitted, um, was participating in the operations or was being used by um, the uh, the old fields to conduct those operations. And the purpose was to permit the ongoing operations. So I'm not, you know, to me, it's, you know, it, it could be interpreted to mean that it's, you know, to permit the ongoing operations, including the use of a corporation. Um, I mean, what do you have to say about that? So I think that that reading, and I understand where you're coming from, but um, again, I didn't write the bylaw amendment, but the- no, <laughs> Yeah, um, but to only look at the purpose would read out the com completely read out the eligibility requirement of that, and that wasn't something that you know the eligibility requirement was something that um, uh, the head of the, the planning board, uh, in conjunction with another attorney, um, included in in the um, in that amendment, which was submitted as a citizens' petition to the um, town meeting. Um, and it does exist and it serves a purpose. And the purpose of that is to make sure that, you know, this wasn't just designed and, you know, I've been told repeatedly and uh, submissions have been made to the, um, to the appeals court when we challenged this as, as spot zoning, um, that this amendment wasn't just for Thayer Nursery Corporation, but this was a general amendment that, that there was numerous, at least five landscaping businesses in town that they needed this amendment in order to continue operating. And Thayer Nursery Corporation just happens to be, I guess, the only one who sought relief under the specific, specific uh, provision of the bylaws. Um, but in any event, there is an eligibility requirement to make sure that, you know, not every Tom, Dick and Harry can operate a landscaping business in a residential zone. And the mm -hmm. appeals court and the mm -hmm. land court identified that the Thayer Nursery Corporation, ironically, uh, wasn't eligible for the special permit that the bylaw amendment that it sponsored um, made it uh, made available. And so I guess a long story, the, the long, the short way to answer your question is, I understand the purpose. It's not specific to Thayer Nursery Corporation, uh, which is why there's the existence of the eligibility requirement that's been enforced by both the, the land court and the appeals court. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I guess that gets back to the question that Mr. Mullen raised. Um, you know, the eligibility requirement, and I guess the uh, land court 
uh, decision uh, said that it uh, could not be a the corporation could not be a holder of the permit. And then the question becomes, does that prevent them from participating, the corporation from participating in the operation of a business, even if it doesn't hold the permit, or or prohibit the uh, you know the individual holders of the permits from using a corporation as part of their operations, the centralized operations or something. But anyway, th those are my comments and questions. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. Jeff. Appreciate very much. So, uh, Kevin Freitag, do you have any questions of uh, Mr. Dunn? Mr. Chair, thank you. No, I do not. Already. Uh, let me uh, ask uh, Mrs. McKettrick, do you have any questions of, that you want to ask Mr. Dunn regarding this presentation? I, and, and I, you know, I have I have comments that I'd like to make. They aren't really questions. Would, shall I reserve those? Yeah, why don't you reserve them and we'll we'll keep uh, saying right, Thank you. No, I don't have any questions. Okay, thank you, Marion. Let me let me just ask uh, Mr. Prondack. Uh, uh, I know part of the difficulty here is that uh, we we have the issue raised um, in the uh, application, um, and, and you know the issue is raised there, but uh, none of the supporting materials uh, are really uh, incorporated as part or, or, or as schedules or part of the Board of Appeals application. And, and then you did your response um, for which we thank you. Uh, and then after that the response was filed, uh, this appeal was filed. And then we have this onslaught of corporate documents and decisions of the courts and um, none of which I believe were presented to you. Uh, when you were making your decision on uh, the the application uh, for a zoning enforcement that Mr. Dunn filed on November second, two thousand twenty-two, so in in a sense, I guess I'll ask you a broad question: whether whether you have any questions here, or whether you have anything to uh, uh, any comments that that you want to make uh, regarding your. Uh, action or lack of actions on the enforcement action and um, on the uh, legal issues that we're discussing here. I know you probably haven't had a chance to go to this uh, Dropbox and review all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I certainly haven't been able to do that. And but uh, Did you have any questions, Joe, that you want to ask or anything you want to say or well, I'd like to add something to, to just clarify my decision um, in, in, I think it might make it easier if you look at, if, if you do have um, Judge Rubin's decision on page eight in section 12, and Ted talked about the purpose, uh, the purpose goes on a little bit further. And this is why I made my decision the way I did. Um, it says that this section is intended to make the physical layout and day-to-day -day operations of the nursery compatible with the neighborhood, basically. Um, Josh, I, Josh and Maggie Oldfield do the day-to-day -day operations. When, when we talk about who's operating the business, 
in line with the special permit, in line with the bylaw, we're talking about the day-to-day -day operations. Who does the physical work there? That's Josh and Maggie. The bylaw doesn't, doesn't address how the business is run or, or, or what entity might um, help with the running of that business. It's the day-to-day -day operations um, that, I, that I was focused on and that's why I made my decision. And I think, um, you know, that, that it's, it's not necessary for me to review uh, who's involved in Thea Nursery or, or how Thea Nursery is set up because the special permit is entirely about the day-to-day -day operations. Uh, so that would be my comment. But Joe, let me ask you this. Is the special permit um, relating only to the landscaping aspects of the Thea Nursery business? Um, whereas the uh, the nature of Thea Nursery's uh, business is broader than the the landscaping, it didn't, it includes other other matters and other issues. It does, yes. I think if I'm understanding the question correctly, yeah, well, I'm not sure the question's a good question, but it it it, it seems to me that if uh, and it may be just a lack of specificity and a lack of clarity that um, that that somehow the special permit holder, um, in order to to make clear what's being done with respect to the landscaping aspect of the uh, the business, and, and I guess the selling of firewood as well, that. Uh, do you know how that's accounted for in the uh, in the Thea Nursery Corporation structure? Is it segregated out, or is it all mushed up? I, I I have no idea on that. Again, my focus is on the day to day operations of the landscape business, as outlined in the bylaw. Mm -hmm. And that at any time I've ever visited the site, any time I've ever had any discussions with the site, it's always been with. Josh and Maggie individually, um, and this is from what I could see uh, with my limited knowledge of a judge's decision. Uh, Josh and Maggie individually are eligible. Okay, uh, thank you. It, it may just be that we have to uh, and will uh, you know, go through the um, documents that uh, Mr. Dunn has submitted in the Dropbox and and uh, uh, see if we can make those types of uh, uh, distinctions and whether it's sufficient clarity exists. Uh, Mr. Dunn, do you have any uh, anything else further you want to add to you? Yeah, and, and I understand what, what Mr. Pondak is saying, but I think it's also important to point out that it's not Josh and Maggie Oldfield, two people operating this business on this property. This entity employs over 20 individuals it has 11 vehicle at least 11 vehicles on site that are all registered to the Thayer nursery corporation so uh, you know i think that the the issue before this court i mean before this court, before this board uh and after you get an opportunity to review the documents which again are going to show that it's their nursery corporation that's running their nursery on this property is um and i think mr mr mullen kind of zeroed in on it is whether or not josh and maggie 
um, can use their rights in the special permit and basically transfer them over to Thayer Nursery Corporation to run the business, even though Thayer Nursery Corporation in and of itself is ineligible to run the commercial ventures on that site. Right, but don't, don't they have the right under these uh, decisions that we've been discussing uh, to, uh, I'm not saying it's the preferred way of doing business, but uh, to uh, rent, for example, uh, buy vehicles in order to do landscaping projects uh, or in special needs to rent uh, front end loaders or whatever, uh, as, as long as the uh, uh, it's, it's uh, Josh and, and Maggie that are, are, are doing the business. Uh, whether it's the, the See, thing. that's that's where that's where the respectfully, Mr. Lord, that's where the disconnect occurs, because it's there's a difference between the business and the entity that's running the business, right? So you have their nursery that is in the business of doing all these commercial things, and you have their nursery corporation that is running that business. And you have Josh and Maggie as being employees, directors, and officers of that business, of that of that entity that's running that business. You know, it it, it seems to me what you may be saying is the uh, the Oldfields and Thayer Nursery uh, Corporation may be uh, not properly uh, accounting for uh, their their various uh, activities. Uh, in a manner that's consistent with the uh, the law of special permits, uh, but um, I'm sure you're not filing this action uh, uh, in order to uh, help Maggie and Josh uh, uh, be more precise and perhaps more businesslike in 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 setting up their uh, their landscaping business. I mean that that may be the end result of this. Uh, but uh, it, it, it seems, e even if you're, you're correct uh, on your documents, if that's what they show, that, that maybe it, it's a lack of uh, technical understanding by the, the Miss Josh and Maggie Oldfield as to uh, what how they have to technically account for and proceed uh, if if they're using their nurseries equipment and personnel and all of that, and whether that type of uh, activity is is, uh, I, I, is I, mean, I, I don't think that they need my guidance. I think they completely <laughs> understand exactly what they're doing, um, and it's it's worked out for them so far. Um, yeah, but what if, what if they make uh, if they they contact some very fancy uh, corporate uh, CPA? who tells them to, you know, form another corporation here and you account for it this way and to keep your books so you're doing this and that. I mean, it, it sounds like at the end of the day, um, th this is something that uh, I can't imagine a, a land court judge or an appeals court judge wanting to get involved with, is saying this is something that uh, the proper accounting practices and uh, a proper... I don't think, yeah, I think you're, you know, respectfully, Mr. Leonard, I think we're sort of the focus on this is whether or not their nursery corporation uh, is allowed to operate that business in the residential double A and single A residential zone. And the land court and the appeals court indicated that they're not. 
and it's just really whether or not. <laughs> it, not it, I don't think that's. I don't think that's. There, that's not what it, that's, that is what he's. That, like maybe I'm reading the decisions wrong, but I, I seem to read that judgment to say the special permit that issued at Thayer Nursery Corporation is annulled. And so well, I don't. Because, I don't because, understand why or how Thayer Nursery Corporation can continue to run a commercial landscaping business and all the commercial measures on the property without the correct zoning to do it. I mean, if you, they're making the assumption that that's what they're doing. That they're they're saying. Uh, and and perhaps inartfully, uh, and perhaps uh, not uh, procedurally properly, but uh, we are running the landscaping business, uh, and and yes, we're uh, using some, we're hiring some equipment and using perhaps some personnel from Thayer Nursery in order to conduct the landscaping business, and and you're saying, well, the the documents. That's a, yeah, that. that's a complete fiction. That's and a complete we, fiction. And we're we're saying. That uh, we've got some fancy CPA from uh, downtown Boston that's going to change their books uh, and record keeping and, and all of that, and then they they think they're in business. You say they're not, and off you go to uh, uh, to an appellate court or to land. Yeah, no, there, there's there's the sound financial reason why Thayer Nursery Corporation is set up by a Thayer Nursery Corporation that has to deal with tax and liability protections, um, and, and there's a reason for it. And can't, so, they, can't they do that by forming another corporation and let's call it the the, the prospect uh, uh, landscaping business? Uh, then they can have corporate light protect themselves. Well, from yeah. Well, I, I I guess I'm just I'm asking here, but I mean, does 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 the ZBA when you issue issue a special permit to a particular individual, do you allow that individual to then transfer it to a corporation, and then the corporation can use the as right? Long, to as long as they own and run the corporation, that's what the appeals court says they can do. And I think that's what good most people would say that that, that they should do. Uh, nobody would recommend, you wouldn't recommend, uh, but don't answer this question. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. <laughs> you wouldn't recommend to one of your clients that they run a landscaping business, uh, expose themselves to personal liability. Judge Rubin dealt with that issue, I think, plainly in the decision. I don't know. That's, uh, okay, I, do, you, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I think you've uh, made yourself perfectly clear. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that I think we we understand each other's positions. And, you know, that's this is our this is my client's position. I understand um, the board's questions and the board's concerns. I hope I address them um, succinctly and accurately. Um, if I didn't, please recall me to answer any questions that you have. But, but I, 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 think, I think that to, to to determine whether that's so, I mean, you're you're a very smart guy. I think you've expressed yourself clearly, and I think the the only problem that I'm having, and maybe my colleagues as well, is that regretfully uh, we received these uh, Dropbox uh, documents at uh, two forty five this afternoon and haven't had a chance to uh, to not only look at them but to read Maggie Oldfield's deposition and see what what issues it related to. So uh, you know we're uh, uh, in, in a state where we need to, uh, to perform further due diligence to to see exactly what you're saying and uh, to uh, to apply it to uh, what we think the legal issues are. I understand. I appreciate that. I apologize for sort of the the, the late dump on uh, on the board members. I appreciate um, you can considering our position. Uh, I'd, I'd also appreciate it if you reviewed the information that that I provided to you. Um, prior to making any decision and um, 
you know, I'll rest there. But thank you very mm -hmm. much, uh, Mr. Leonard and other board members. I appreciate you can it. Be assured of that. So you can be assured of that. Let me, uh, uh, if uh, uh, Jeff Mullen and Ted, you have no further questions of uh, Mr. Dunn at the present time. No questions. Okay, then uh, let me uh, let me switch over to uh, uh, Mrs. McKetrick. Uh, Marion, do you uh, want to make a presentation on behalf of? Um, yes, thank you. Briefly, um, interesting discussion. Um, I guess what I would like to say first of all is that these arguments, this issue, and these arguments were presented before the land court. They were presented in the appeals court and they were presented in the most recent land court um, case. So we've, we've heard these arguments before and we have the decision from the appeals court. We have Judge Rubin, both of Judge Rubin's decisions, including her most recent one. So this is why at this point, I think you're being asked to hear again arguments and evidence that were presented in land court and in the appeals court and on an issue that has been decided with finality. And th this issue was a very clear one, really. I mean, it's at the heart of the matter. Um, the, the complainants um, and attorney Dunn actually have been talking about the issue of whether the corporation can be involved in the operation of this business since uh, a time before I represented their nursery when, when the planning board heard arguments um, to issue the initial permit. And they presented a memorandum and they they talked about this particular issue and asserted that, you know, the corporation could not uh, operate the nursery because of the nature of the original um, nursery permit. And that, uh, but that the corporation was operating and the Maggie and Josh could not be recipients of the permit and so on. So th the same argument has come up in each of these cases. And the reason Judge Rubin's most recent decision relied a lot on the on the um, issue preclusion uh, aspect was that the arguments had already been made in appeals court and they had been made in the previous land court decision. The crux of the matter is this. The decisions say that Maggie and Josh can hold the nursery landscaping permit and that they are personally responsible under that permit for upholding its requirements, that they are and must be the principal operators under the permit. And what the building commissioner is watching for and has been watching all along is whether they're on the site operating the business personally, and they are. Um, the, land the appeals court, however, said very clearly that there is nothing wrong with the individual Josh and Maggie Oldfields holding the permit and using a corporation to assist them in the management of their business. And although the land court did not go into any length about this, we certainly have in all of these um, court proceedings described the fact that their nursery corporation has been in existence since 1978, when the first nursery permit was issued to, to their nursery. And so at the time the Board of, um, the, the Board of Appeals granted the special permit initially for the nursery use. They knew of the existence of the corporation. They knew that it was being used to assist with the running of the business. And there is nothing in that original special permit that prohibits um, the Oldfield parents from using this corporation 
in the way that they operate the business. So it's been there from the beginning. There's never been a change. Josh and Maggie didn't change the method of operation. And it was the same method of operation in 2012 as is being used now. You know, those are, those are we've explained these things in these court proceedings. Um, they're in the memorandum that we've presented to the court and you have the decisions before you. So I would just ask you as a Board of Appeals to consider that you are being asked once again to consider an issue that has already been decided and the evidence that, that's being presented to you that you haven't had a chance to thoroughly review is the same type of evidence that was presented in land court and to the appeals court. Evidence that, you know, Josh and Maggie are officers of the corporation, that they sign documents for the corporation, that they've, they've produced um, reports for the corporation. The, the court, the appeals court felt that there was nothing wrong with that. And they're very clear in their decision that there's no problem with the corporation being used to help run the business. So th that's really the, the gist of my presentation or argument today. Um, I have reams of material that's been presented in these prior cases, but I don't think that you should really have to do this again. I think you should be able to rely on final decisions by the courts. Um, and so I would just ask you to, you know, when you're done with listening to us tonight, to go back and review the court decisions and all of the evidence that's been provided. And I think in the end, I hope that you would conclude that this issue has already been decided with finality and does not need to be reviewed again by you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mrs. McKettrick. We appreciate your uh, your comments. Uh, Mr. Mullen, do you have any questions you want to ask uh, Mrs. McKettrick? No questions. And Mr. Daber, do you have any questions? I'm sorry, Ted, you have... You, you, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do have one question. When, um, Mary, Mrs. McKettrick, when you say Judge Rubin's most recent decision, are you talking about the August decision? I am. Okay, thank you. Ted, you've got the floor. Uh, I have no questions at present. Thank you. Okay, I don't, I don't have any questions presently of uh, Mrs. McKettrick. Uh, uh, Mr. Dunn, do you have any... Uh, Questions you want to ask, uh, Marion? No, I don't. Just uh, I, I don't at all. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, knowing you don't agree with their position, we un we understand that. Right. You're right. We do. You know, we we see things we see things differently, but I respect her opinion and and I understand her argument. I disagree with it, but I understand it. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Freitag, do you have any questions you want to ask? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin, do you have any questions? No, thank you. Okay. Um, I, I suppose I, I should, uh, Mr. Prondack, do you have any questions you want to ask uh, Mrs. McKettrick? I, I do not. Okay. Um, So all of the principal uh, participants in the hearing uh, have, have said their piece. Uh, let me ask uh, whether there's any uh, member of the public out there in uh, virtual land who 
may have a question to ask of either Attorney Dunn or uh, Mrs. McKetrick. There is no one right now, John, with their hands raised okay. in the public. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Dunn, uh, are you going to be having any other evidence you're going to uh, uh, submit, or is there any other memorandum you're going to submit, or are you content with the, the present record? Yeah, no, you have my materials, Mr. Leonard. Okay, great. And how about how about you, Mrs. McKittrick? Are you are you going to be filing any memorandum? If you if you filed one, let me know. But I haven't seen it. Uh, well, I have written a letter to the board. Uh, it was only submitted last night after reading the materials from the complainants that had been filed. So you will see that in your materials. You may not have reviewed it yet. So oh, no, I, I do I, not I plan to submit anything else. Thank you. Okay. Okay. That's uh, that's great. Um, let me, uh, so, so everyone, uh, has submitted their evidence, is content with their arguments, um, and, uh, I, I think we're in a position, let me talk to my fellow board members here, uh, to, uh, to close the evidentiary portion of this hearing, uh, and perhaps to continue it for a reasonable period of time to allow the board to, uh, review the case law and to review uh, uh, the materials that Mr. Dunn has uh, submitted uh, in the Dropbox. Uh, do you want to comment on that, Mr. Mullen? Yeah, I, I, I might want to make a friendly amendment to that, that I, I do think the record is in, but I want to reserve the right to ask questions in, based on the record and, and potentially offer the, or like to offer the parties the ability to supplement the record to the extent that's necessary to address the questions that are raised by the board. Okay. Uh, Mr. David, are you, are you content with uh, that suggestion? Yes, that's actually what I was going to suggest okay. as well. I, I, think, I think that's well taken, and I think it, uh, it, uh, it is a uh, procedure which uh, protects the interests of, uh, of both parties here. Uh, my next question is, uh, uh, to uh, to Crystal, Crystal, what? Uh, how, first of all, members of the board, how how long do you think you need to review the materials and to uh, get your thoughts in order? Two or three weeks. Uh, I don't know what vacation plans are and what your schedules are like. I don't go on vacations these days. Um, <laughs> that's right. A couple of weeks would be would be fine. Uh, uh, you know, if if there were a time limit, I could probably do it in a week. But a couple of weeks would be comfortable, I guess, given the the length of what we have to review. Mr. Mullen, what do you say? I think that'd be fine. Okay, uh, Mr. Dunn, uh, how how are you with the continuance of this uh, uh, matter for? Uh, two or three weeks. I don't know whether you, that's going to run into your school vacation issues or however you want to handle it. Yeah, I'd just like to stay away from that that vacation week in February, which is, you know, I think it's about six weeks away. So, okay, uh, so that's should, should be fine. Okay, and Marion, how about you? A couple of weeks continuance? Uh, that would be, I'll be available then. Okay, that that's great. Uh, Crystal, if you're there, uh, do you want to suggest a few dates for us? 
Um, yes, so we could do the 17th, 18th, or the following week would be the 25th. The 24th is not available. <clears throat> well, that, is that um, February or uh, January? That is, that is two to three weeks from now, and then after that would take us into February. Okay, so January 17th, 18th, or possibly... 20th, or the 25th. <clears throat> the 25th is good for me. How about you, Ted? Uh, let me double check. Bear with me. Uh, I'm going to pull up my schedule as well. 25th looks good for me. Does seven o'clock still work for everyone? It does. Just hold on one second here. Okay. I'm having some difficulty with my. Do you think do you, do you think the Mattapan trolley be running well that night, Crystal? Is that what you're suggesting? To get me home by seven? Oh, no. <laughs> I have to leave work early to get here. We can, do it late. we can do it later. Fine. Okay. So uh, how about the uh, the 25th is a Wednesday. Mr. Dunn, is 25 good for you? Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Okay, Marion, how about you? That's fine, thank you. Okay, uh, so uh, unless uh, anyone has any further comments, we'll uh, uh, continue this hearing for uh, until Wednesday, uh, January 25th at seven o'clock with the understanding that uh, uh, the evidence is uh, is basically closed uh, except for uh, uh, evidence which may relate to questions that the board may have at that, uh, at that time. And uh, it would be uh, our hope and expectation that um, we could uh, take whatever additional evidence is needed, if any, and be in a position to uh, deliberate uh, uh, on this case uh, on the on the twenty fifth at uh, seven o'clock. So, with uh, all of that, uh, I want to thank everybody for their uh, patience and their uh, presentations, all of which were very excellent in my view, and for your hard work. And uh, wish everyone a happy new year, and look forward to seeing you again on the twenty fifth of January. Thank you. That's the thank case. You all. Thank yeah. you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Crystal. <laughs> Hi, Joe. How's it going? It's going pretty good. <laughs> How are you? Well, I'm glad it wasn't three hours. I know. I know. <laughs> it it could have been, but. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's about as good as we can hope for. So yeah, I'm glad I had that a part's feeling over. it was going to be continued. So yeah, wouldn't have been as bad if John had get up and running right away. But I yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Uh, see you at the fort tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night. All right, you too. Bye.